Hi, welcome to episode 2 of Limp to the Finish. My name's Rob, and uh, I'm joined here today by someone who's done the marathon already, Tony. Hi. So, I've got the London Marathon coming up in about 180 days. You've done London already, when was that? Uh, in 2017. And why did you want to do it? The main reason, after years of watching my dad do the London Marathon as a child, I always wanted to run, run it and do it, and then having two small children, it was a good excuse to get out of the house. I understand that, totally. And how many other marathons have you done? Um, I did Brighton this year. And which was your best experience? Um, it's been different. Brighton I did with my sister. Um, London, I met a few. I did it for children with cancer and met a few friends along the way. Met up with them at the start, but ran it on my own. And then Brighton, I ran with my sister around, around and did all the training with her. So they're both fairly different experiences. London is London. It's... Running over town, bridge is wonderful. Would you do London again? Um, possibly. If I got a place in the ballot and not and not do a charity place, then yes, I would do it again. So the first one you did, obviously, you did it for charity. Yeah. Which is always a good excuse to raise money. Um, I've got a ballot place. I'm raising money for charity for two charities, the Stroke Association and Great Ormond Street. But obviously I don't need to uh, raise it. So it, it actually takes... I know when you were training, you were kind of slightly worried about having to raise so much money, especially near the start. It's it's quite a lot to raise a couple of thousand pounds. Yeah. Whereas I don't have to worry about that. Uh, when did you start training for London? Um, I got my charity place in the November... So I started, I was already running, well, I was running about seven miles comfortably. So then from November to Christmas, I had upped it to doing 10 miles. Then just before Christmas, or Christmas and New Year, New Year's Eve, in fact, I was out doing 13 miles. And then from January, I did, I had a training plan. Going out, doing a few 5Ks and a few longer runs, and then the long runs on the Sunday. Okay. Had you done any long runs before London? What, before the training? Organised, organised, like, races? Um, I did one 20 miles um, organised run in my training. Um, but before, the, before you'd actually got into the marathon? No. What's the longest you'd done before that? Oh, I'd done a half marathon um, in 2009, I think. Um, but then from then and from having my eldest, Jake, I hadn't done any long runs. The longest I'd done was like 10Ks. So what do you think of my success rate going from uh, 5K to marathon? Yeah, you've got loads of time. You just, it's all mental. As long as you believe, you can do it. So, you've come out with me running. Mm-hmm. We had a run the other day. We did a 5K the other day. Yeah. What do you think do I need to improve with my running? Uh, you need to not run the first miles super fast. You think I set off too early? You've set off too early, yeah. Too quickly. Okay. 
um, you just need to pace yourself. Um, but what's the best way to pace? Do you use like times on your watch? And my sister just tells me when I'm going too fast. Uh, I'm not very good at pacing. I always run off too fast. My first mile's always too fast, and then I suffer. Oh, so when I went out with you, it was probably your fault then. No, because I'd already done five miles beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I was knackered. I think that you should have a go at Jeffin doing a one-walk ratio programme because I think that would be best for you. I've looked at Jeffing. For those who don't know Jeffing, it's basically it's designed by some guy called Jeffers. And what it is is you basically you run for three minutes and then you walk for a minute or you run for five minutes and then walk or whatever so and you just repeat that repeat that over and over again and I know some people find it hard because you're breaking up just when you get into a stride you go oh I've got to walk for a bit but a lot of people have done the whole marathon doing it because they've basically kept enough energy in reserve to to make it to the end because you're constantly resting uh, so I know people who... who Your have... walking's not slow. Your walking's fast. Yes. When I say resting, I don't mean <laughs> having a little dawdle along the track. No. I just mean you're, you're, uh, you're not at your running pace. So uh, I, I might try Jeffing. Uh, I just, when I eventually get into a pace, it takes me a while to get into a pace. And when I am, I'm quite happy. So I need to do some more. I've done, I did a 5k last weekend. And unfortunately, I've been ill, full of cough and cold since then, so I haven't managed to get out this weekend. So I'm going to have to try and get out again soon. Right. Yes. So, Tony, quick fire questions. Yes. How many medals have you got? Oh, 50? Possibly. How many trainers have you got? One decent pair. A couple of old pairs. That's about it. Really? You've got three, four pairs, yeah? Three pairs. My ghosts. And my two... What, what's, what's your preferred running shoe? And my Brooks ghosts. Okay. And uh, you'd recommend... Brooks. I'd recommend Brooks, yeah, okay. they're lovely. Okay, what are you running before Brooks? Um, I did um, Adidas boosts. Yeah, no, I'm looking for new trainers, so... What's the hardest thing you found about training for a marathon? The hours. It starts off okay, because you're just doing 10, 13 miles. It's like two hours, two and a half hours. And then you get to, like, 16, 78, like... Then you're, it's, like, three hours. Then you come home, have a bath or shower, and then it's... Like the whole day can be gone, and you've just just training, just, just training, training. Yeah. Um, and especially sort of you're training for like the spring marathons all in the winter, so you've got to go out in whatever the I, weather is. I can't wait. I like running in the drizzle when it's light rain, but yeah, when it's going to be really cold and freezing, I'm not looking forward to that too much. What's the best thing about training? Um, it's good for your mental health. It's good for escaping everything. Okay, and uh, what's the hardest thing about the marathon? The training. The marathon on its day is fairly 
it's okay. It's um, it's 26 miles. It's a lot of hanging around at the start, but it's not it's not too bad. There's lots of people and there's lots of things going on. There's bits of London that are very dull that no one tells you about. But the the hardest thing about a marathon is the, the hours of training that you've got to put in to yeah. do it. Yeah, well, I, I remember the saying, uh, which basically, the marathon is the victory lap from the hours and hours and miles and miles of training you've done. Yeah. In March, I think, my mileage was 130 miles in the month of March alone. And then 100 for, like, February. And, and it's it's tiring. But it's got to be done. Otherwise you can't do it. Well, you can do it. It will just take longer and it will hurt you more. Yeah. And you'll be more chance of injury. And yeah. taking longer to recover. People have done it with no training. I wouldn't recommend it. What marathon was more fun? Um. Obviously when you were on your own and when you were with your sister. Yeah. I would say London. It's iconic. It's London, isn't it? It's, there's bands, there's everything... A lot to keep you going. Lot, yeah, loads of keep, loads of support. I mean, there's loads of support in Brighton, but a lot of Brighton is that you're running up and then you're turning around and running back again. So bits of it's quite soul destroying. But it was also nice. Fat boy Slim offered me an orange. That was nice. <laughs> and I say, and I ran it with my sister, so we kept each other going. Okay. Headphones. I ran both of them without headphones. I took my headphones to London thinking that I would and I didn't didn't in the end because, well, by the time that I thought about I might want to put headphones on, it was such a faff to get everything out and to, to sort it all out, I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, so I want some people say that you lose a lot of the atmosphere if you're going to just block it off with headphones. Yeah, um, there's enough going on, there's... Enough people talking and chatting that, yeah, I don't think you really need headphones. I don't tend to do any training runs with headphones that much anymore. I used to always listen to music, but then I found doing the long runs, three hours of music in your ears is quite hard and it's quite irritating in the end. Yeah. Now, I either run with friends or if I do go out on my own, I sometimes listen to podcasts. Like this one? Yeah, like this one. Or I just, yeah, run and take in what's going on around me. Sometimes it's quite nice just to be in your own space. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I normally wear headphones and then have them on quite low so I can hear. Like It's quite nice in the park when I run in, in London. It's early, it's 7 o'clock and you can hear the birds drooping because the sun's just rising. So... Nice to hear a bit of nature, but then I like to have the music as well, just to keep me going. It's whatever works for you. Although I did find out some of the lyrics are quite funny, because you end up hearing the lyrics. You do hear the lyrics. And then when it says about, oh, you can stumble, you can trip, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, worried. <laughs> Maybe it's a sign, stumbling and trip. On that note, I never, I never knew all the words to Common People by Pulp until I started training... And I didn't realise how drug-related common people is. I, I didn't. I'll have to listen to yeah. that again. Maybe it's because I don't think it was ever on the radio version. 
the the um, Spotify one. But yeah, it's um, it's very dark. No, I, I I found that you end up just picking up the words and I think singing it, singing along with it, or not necessarily running along singing. <laughs> that was I think would be a bit too much, but just mentally in your head. So done two marathons. You got fifty odd medals from different races. What's your next big challenge? I am doing the Jurassic Coast, the first part of the Jurassic Coast Ultra. So it's fifty four k, I think. So about thirty miles in May. In May, and that's down Bournemouth and Paul. Yeah, and so you sort. start off at Carfew Castle, and you walk. All along the coastline to Weymouth. Walk, run, jog? Um, it's going to be a walk. Okay. There's a few of us doing it. My sister and then a few of um, our friends. We're all doing it together. Okay. So, um, yeah, we decided we're doing a walk. And that's in May? That's in May, yeah. Okay. Any other plans on the horizon? Um, nope. I've, well, I've got... Certainly it's half in a couple of weeks. But other than that, no. If you could easily get to any place to do any race, what's one that you'd love to do? I'd quite like the idea of um, the Loch Ness Marathon in Scotland. I think you'll say New York. No, Loch Ness. No, no. New York would be nice. I don't know if I would really want to do go all that way to run a marathon. Yeah, you do some sightseeing first. Mm. I think I'd rather just go there and do the sightseeing. And get a and lock, <laughs> lock Ness and do the marathon. Yeah, and run around Central Park. But I don't really feel like I need to do a marathon there. Okay. So, you're not interested in the big six? No. No. So the big six, if people don't know is uh, a group of marathons around the, the world. Uh, London is one of them. New York. but I can't remember them all. Boston, Paris. Tokyo. Tokyo. Paris. Um, is it Berlin? Maybe or Belgium? Berlin. don't know. Should I Google it? Talk amongst yourselves. So what are the six? It is Tokyo, Boston, London, Berlin, Chicago and New York City. So not Paris. Not Paris, okay. Though if I did do a marathon, I would quite like to do Paris. I'd quite like to do the um, a Disney half marathon or 10k, because their medals look good. <laughs> Just for the medals? Just for the medals, yeah. It's all about the medals and the t-shirts. Okay. What about deviating from like doing Tough Mudder? Oh, no. No. I like just running. Cool. Any last minute advice? Um, I say last minute. I've got six months. But any any advice from you? You just need to get out as much as you can and run five k's, ten k's, and then build up to doing longer distances. But for the time being, just get out there and try and get up to ten. I reckon before Christmas, just yeah, that's that's my goal. Up. That's my goal. Ten k, ten k for Christmas. And then go from there. 10 miles, but yeah, 10k will be fine. 10 miles before Christmas? Possibly, possibly. What's that? Uh, what's that? 15k? 18k? Like 10 miles? Mm, yeah, it's about 15. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. What's that? Three lots around the the um the five k loop. That's nine miles. So yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well, if I can get up to fifteen k for Christmas, then that'll be good. Just need to get out and run. Cool. Thank you very much, Tony, for coming in. You're welcome. Thank um, you for having me. No, thank you for your input, your um, marathon and your training advice. And uh, I'll catch up with you again soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode two of Limp to the Finish. Subscribe. I'll have a lot more episodes coming up, more guests, more information, more people doing the marathon, more people have done the marathon. Some interesting ones along the way. So, subscribe, and I'll speak to you all soon.